right. So, y'all. Um, yeah. I kind of was sitting there thinking, like, okay, what, what should I be talking about today? Um, and the topic of respect kept kind of coming to my heart. Um, and we're going to also, you know, I'm going to kind of give a little context and then we're going to go into some, I guess, Bible stories, um, to, to look at, um, respect. I don't know if it's just me, right? But based upon what I've observed in today's society, it seems respect is less and less uh, common. <laughs> I can't say that. Just it's becoming. I don't. I don't know what it is, right? But I mean. I think it's a combination of the society, you know, that we just saw on the on the the, the site that tool. Um, but when it comes to the generation, I not even just a generation, but I think people, society, social media plays a, a part. But I've noticed that somehow we've kind of come to this place where it's somehow okay to be disrespectful. You know, if, um, I mean, on so many aspects, when we're talking about like our instructors in college or school, right? Or even government authorities. I mean, let's be real here, right? Trump was in office, a lot of people I mean, there's a lot of people who like Trump. There's a lot of people who didn't like Trump. The people who didn't like Trump, I mean, I I guess I can say I was around them a lot more often. And so I would hear complete disrespect coming out their mouth about this man, you know? Um, our parents, each other, how we relate, our respect towards one another, you guys. Um, difference of opinions. So I think that's a huge thing in social media now where and you know with the political arena and all of that there's a difference of opinion all of a sudden people somehow feel justified to just disrespect people <laughs> just because of a difference of opinion um what about our respect for ourselves you know the respect for just life in general i feel like all of that has kind of has really dwindled down you know people have that mindset of I'm going to do whatever I want to do. It's my body and this and this and this. But do you have respect for yourself? Um, and then also, again, I keep bringing up social media, but like cancel culture, you know, it just seems like there's just that just that just that level of respect is is fleeting. It's diminishing. It's hard to find nowadays. Um, and it's probably partially because of the country we live in, right? Because we all have freedom of speech. And so people use that to justify saying whatever the heck they want to say. And, and you know, and, and use that. But as believers, right, as Christians, 
we have to try our best not to fall into those patterns into the norms of what we see from our peers even some of our family members even adults you see adults disrespecting each other um yeah and it's just i it's just important it is just so important that we don't forget that you know i think it's so easy to just kind of get caught up and not take the time to reflect and look at our own selves and look how we are um, either displaying respect, showing respect, giving respect, or like the lack thereof, right? Not giving people respect. And and it's important that we all look at ourselves um, in that. But with that, I was just kind of like, man, (laughs) I started kind of, reading the word and trying to look more into to that. And I think also because those days in the biblical days, right, respect was kind of, it was really ingrained in the culture. And so you see it all throughout scripture. Um, but, you know, the obvious question I had was, okay, well, what does the Bible actually say about respect? You know, where, where can we find this in scripture? And there are plenty of places, but we're gonna kind of go over a few of them today. Um, so first, I, I always like to look for the definition, right? And I, I came across a definition. The simplest definition I could find was, uh, it says an attitude of admiration um, or esteem, right? So essentially to put somebody in to, to, to place value on somebody, to look at them in high regard. Um, and also we see in scripture that a lot of times where honor is used, you can also like put respect there. You know, you can't honor somebody without respect. Um, right, so first Bible story, right? Um, if we can all turn to Second Kings, Second Kings chapter two, I'm actually really curious to see if I feel like we may have talked about this before. This one is actually very short. Um, I am curious to see if anyone remembers it. Second Kings chapter two um, verses 23 to 25. Second Kings chapter two, verse 23 to 25. And can I please have someone uh, read that for me? I'll read. Thank you. Second Kings chapter two, verse 23 to 25. Oh wait, sorry, I'm reading the wrong version. Hold on, let me... I'll use the ESV version. That's fine. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. He went up from there to Bethel, and while he was going up on the way, some small boys came out of the city and jeered at him, saying, Go up, you bald head. Go up, you bald head. And he turned, and when he saw them, he cursed them in the name of the Lord. And two she bears came out of the woods, and 42 of the boys 
and tore 42 of the boys. From there, he went to Mount Carmel, and from there, he returned to Samarai. Okay, so first, sorry, I'm trying not to laugh. First and foremost, uh, can I get a show of, let me first, let's do a thumbs up of those who've actually, who've ever heard that before. Okay. So just a quick uh, background here, right? So this, we're referring to Elisha, okay? Um, Elisha is pretty much Elijah's protege. After Elijah was swept up, right? If you guys remember, Elijah never died. God just kind of took him away. <laughs> um, and his anointing um was imparted in Elisha to continue on the work that Elijah was doing, okay? So Elisha is the one that we're referring to here. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> so from this, what are some things that stand out to y'all? Um. Shows, it shows the the consequent the negative consequences of uh, being disrespectful. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else at all that stood out to anybody? Um, what stood out to me was uh, just the the content of the taunting that they were doing, <laughs> you know, I feel like nowadays, you know, um, if someone called someone bald head, um, it wouldn't, I mean, obviously it would, you know, conjure up like, like a bad reaction, but like that to us, I feel like to modern times, that would seem sort of extreme as um, some sort of retaliation. Absolutely. Thank you for that. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I kind of laughed a little when I read it. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> is there anything else that stood out to anybody?" Okay, so for me, there were like two things I set out. One, so when I started reading, and there's a small little passage about this, you know, experience or this occurrence, but like. I'm reading it and I'm thinking it's like two or three little boys. But verse 24 says two bears came out and tore 42 boys. <laughs> 42? Can you imagine? It was a whole group of people. Like this is a lot of people. Like that's a lot of kids. <laughs> right. But I think, I think what I'm getting at is the community there. That is a lot of kids who are all in 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 unison right and doing this taunting and being disrespectful they were all feeding off of, of each other um and then the other thing is god does not play with his people 
there are people who know the Lord. There are people who are submitted and consecrated, you know, for God's work. He, uh, there are people out there who are in covenant with God. And what I mean by that is if you mess with God's anointed, that can be bad. <laughs> okay. Don't mess with God's anointed. And we see that here. Um, and Oh, actually, another thing I think that stood out to me was it says he just cursed him. We don't necessarily know uh, what he said other than Elisha cursed them. And then two bears came out. Like, I really wondered, did Elisha actually call out for bears? I don't know. You know, he may have just cursed them and then God allowed the bears to come and eat him up. Um. Yeah. So anyway, here we see uh, the example here of, you know, the consequence, like Ryan said, the consequence of, of being disrespectful um, and how it is. And even if in modern days, none of us may be mauled by bears, <laughs> right, uh, there are still consequences to it because it's still um, something that is still very important and that we are commanded to do. And we'll get into that as we move forward. Uh, so the next Bible story, I think you guys are very familiar with, but we're going to turn to, uh, Genesis, Genesis chapter 37. Genesis chapter 37. Okay. Um, let's see. I like picked out because it's it's long. Technically, I'm the so if you haven't figured out by now, we're talking about Joseph. <laughs> um, but the story is quite long. It literally goes from 37 chapter 37 to chapter 50 uh we're not going to read all that today but i did want to pick out certain verses um so can i have somebody read verse 5 to 11 i can read that thank you okay um Genesis chapter 37, verse 5 to 11. Now Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. He said to them, Hear this dream that I have dreamed. Behold, we are binding sheaves in the field, and behold, my sheaf arose and stood upright. And behold, your sheaves gathered around it and bowed down to my sheaf. His brothers said to him, Are you indeed to reign over us, or are you indeed to rule over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Then he dreamed another dream and told it to his brothers and said, Behold, I have dreamed another dream. Behold, the sun, the moon, and the eleven and eleven stars were bowing down to me. But when he told it to his brothers and to his to his father and to his brothers, his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream? 
that you have dreamed. Shall I and your mother and your brothers indeed come to bow ourselves to the um, to the ground before you? And his brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the saying in mind. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So before we move forward, is there anything that stands out to anybody in this in those particular scriptures? And it can be anything at all. It doesn't even have to be in relation to respect. I just, you know, it's good that we're learning. So if there's anything you guys pick up that's even outside of the topic of respect, please feel free to share. Something that stood out to me was um, how he sort of told his brothers and his, you know, parents the dream. Um, I don't know if he, like, thought that everything would just be okay if he told them told them that because, you know, it definitely provoked them the first time and he t still told them a second time and it provoked them again. So I know I would have definitely had some hesitations um, with that. For sure. Thank you. I didn't even look at it like that. Anything else? Um, I think what stood out to me is, at least the way that I read it and the way that I saw it was, here Joseph is, um, I don't know the heart of Joseph, right, at the time, <laughs> but just based upon what I saw, he came to his family to tell him, like, hey, I had his dream, right? Um, and his entire family, like, his brother's it says had hatred towards him or they hated him even more. Right. So they, you know, if you guys don't already know, um, the brothers of Joseph had always felt that the father favored him, um, had favoritism, liked him more than the others, treated him better than the others. Um, and so for that, they already had some, feelings, right? They was feeling some kind of ways towards Joseph. Um, and now that he brings up this dream, it says they hated him even more. Okay. Um, and then when we kind of go down to like verse nine and he shares the other dream, you see it, it actually highlights his parents. Now it highlights his parents uh, let me see. Says so his father rebuked him. His father rebuked him um, for just sharing a dream, right? And to me, the way I saw this was, okay, so maybe you don't completely agree with the dream, right? But why should he be hated? because he shared the dream. Why should he be rebuked? Because he shared the dream, you know? Um, and that's the way I thought about it. Um, 
And I was able to kind of relate that to respect as well. Um, and seeing kind of how the difference in opinion or thought kind of triggered um, a negative response and there wasn't much respect shown towards uh, Joseph in that, in that instance. So can I get somebody to read verse... Verse 12 to 17. If not, I'll just go ahead and read it. Okay, so it says, Now his brothers went to pasture, their father's flock near Shechem. And Israel said to Joseph, are not your brothers pasturing the flock at Shechem? Come, I will send you to them. And he said to him, here I am. So he said to him, go now, see if it is well with your brothers and with the flock and bring me word. So he sent him from the valley of Hebron and he came to Shechem. And a man found him wandering in the fields. And the man asked him, what are you seeking? I am seeking my brothers, he said. Tell me, please, where they are pasturing the flock. And the man said, they have gone away. For I heard them say, let us go to Dothan. Dothan? So Joseph went after his brothers and found them at Dothan. Dothan. <laughs> anyway. Um, despite, despite the response that Dave, uh, I said, David, <laughs> Joseph received right prior, he was still respectful of his family. He still obeyed his father when his dad said, go, you know, go find your brothers, go check on your brothers. Um, and not only did he like, he obeyed his father, but when he got there, his brothers wasn't even there. He had to go further to go find them, you know? And so here to me actually really shows how the level of respect that Joseph had for his family, you know, despite what happened um, and how maybe he felt about what happened, he still was doing what he needed to do. Right. He was still being respectful and being that um, the obedient child that he is. OK. Um, so, you know, there's a whole bunch more. We see that, like, he finally finds his brothers and then they want to kill him. And then there's the oldest brother. I believe the oldest brother, uh, Reuben. Please don't quote me on that. I think Reuben's the oldest. But um, Reuben pretty much vouched for him and you know said no let's not take his life let's just kind of throw him in a ditch you know um and so there's kind of a lot there um and as we all know there was a lot that happened in joseph's life um where he wound up in egypt he got sold he wound up in egypt you know and there was all those different things that that transpired and he still continued to be respectful he continued to 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 
to walk in God's ways, right, to the best of his ability. And ultimately, that was honored. And we see that that was honored by God, right? Because in the end, we see his family come and seek him for food. And here he is in, in the rank that he was, right? Um, based upon that, is there anything else that sticks out to anybody? In Joseph's story? I want to ask if, um, do we have to tell our dreams to everyone? Anyone, um, anybody at all? That's my question. If that's a direct question to me, I mean, I think that's a very good question. Nobody can answer because uh, uh, yeah, I see Joseph's dream being like the brothers that are supposed to love him and give him support are not really, you know, I mean, I just want to know what anybody thinks. Um, so... I sort of discussed this story with like another group, um, but basically how we were, how we sort of interpreted it was that, you know, Joseph was like young, um, you know, we know that all throughout his life he has, he has dreams. Um, and I feel like just personally, like, like I said before, like gauging the situation, I would sort of like get that they don't really like me because, you know, um, you know, my they think my you they think um the father favors me more. Um, I feel like I would have very hesitant reaction to like, you know, sharing the dream with them. Um and I don't know, it doesn't, you know, specifically mention whether it was like warranted by God to tell the dreams to the brothers and things like that. But I know that later on he does have growth in when he um tells the dream to like the baker and the um the cupbearer of Pharaoh, um, because then he knows he's still telling something that he knows will not be liked to one of them. But there he has more, um, you could tell he has, just with the surrounding situation, you could tell he has more genuine, like, feel, like he's not telling them just to be like, oh, like, I can interpret dreams, but more like, you know, God has gave it, given me this gift, you guys have asked, and so I'm telling it to you, rather than I'm telling it to you of my own will. So, um, yeah, you could, just throughout his story, you can tell some growth, but that's, that's what I've done. So sometimes it's okay. Sometimes, I think you just have to give the situation. Does anybody else have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think one thing I would just add there is that I think the lesson from that is not everybody that you tell your plans to, not everybody that you tell your problems to, um, you be prayerful about that in terms of who to share what with because not everybody is for you um, and sad that we see that even in the church community so really being careful in that sense I, mean, I don't think joseph did anything wrong you know he was just excited about something or i don't think he did it with any malintent um but needing to understand that because we you know we think that everybody's for us at times but a lot of times 
realizing that that may not be the case. So being prayerful about who to share certain things with. And sometimes when God tells you something, it's just for you. I think that's what a lot of people don't get in our generation. When he tells you something, it's just for you. It's not meant to be broadcast. It's not meant to be turned into a YouTube video, right? So as we see it so many times, um, as, as everybody, you know, we see videos now, God told me this and God told me that and God, you know, sometimes God told you something for your personal growth, for you to, for you, for you to know and, and learn. Um, so that's just what I would add there. Just be careful as to, you know, what we share with people um, and has God to direct us into who to trust with that information. Because if you tell them a lot of times, what are you trying to get? Are you trying to get advice from them? What, what's your, what, what do you hope to gain out, out of telling somebody something? Is, is, is what I would say we should consider. Thank you, thank you, Kevin. I, I was trying to arrive at that. Um, um, so we all have to ask for, like, is it discernment, spiritual discernment, mm. to know who we talk, we tell, um, especially our dreams, our plans, and um, I mean our future plans. We have to know who we can trust and who we cannot. I mean, thank you, thank you, Kevin. Uh, just really quickly, um, sort of backing Kevin's point, um, there's a um, part in Genesis where Abraham, right when God told him that to sacrifice his son, Isaac, he was, I think, directed not to tell Sarah, because obviously, you know, that <laughs> that would have led to a whole bigger problem. Um, so yeah, just like Kevin said, sometimes um, what God tells you, you don't necessarily have to broadcast to everyone but of course there are other times when you do yeah thank you i'm i completely agree with everybody i think i feel like i i find myself always speaking on balance in a lot of these kinds of conversations um because i personally have known people who on one end um like keep everything to themselves but when you and not that is necessarily a bad thing um but when you kind of dig and ask more questions to kind of get an I like perceive where they're coming from you find that well this again i'm only speaking from my experience but i personally know people who function in paranoia fear that everybody's out to get them spiritually and it has a negative <laughs> effect you know um, because you're, we're not supposed to live in fear. But at the same time, we do have to be mindful and use wisdom and discernment on what it is we do share because not everybody is for us. So I think understanding that balance and walking with the Lord um, is, is very important because I think even in some seasons, you may be instructed or you may, you may feel okay, right, to share something with somebody. But in another season, you may feel like you shouldn't share something with that very same person. And so... I think for me, I used to think things were so black and white and I'm recognizing now that it's not black and white literally at all. Um, but as we develop our relationship with the Lord, as we understand his voice, as we uh, can better identify when we're, when we're feeling maybe convicted or feel don't have peace about a certain thing, 
when we function in that and as we develop that, we'll be able to have more clarity um, on on how to navigate in certain circumstances and certain you know situations. Um, yeah, so that's 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 my my two piece there. Um, is there anything else about the story of Joshua that stood out to anybody? Um, yeah, I would just kind of repeat again, just looking at that kind of, I don't know if I want to call it pattern, but like the string of events, right? Where Joseph, Joshua, (laughs) are we a Joseph or Joshua? I keep saying Joseph. Thank you. And I wrote Joshua in my notes. Have I been saying Joshua? No, yeah, I you no, said it one time. I literally wrote that <laughs> in my notes, but somewhere else I wrote <laughs> Anyway, told y'all it's been a long couple of weeks. Anyway, so um yes, <laughs> I can't believe I did that. I just realized that. Um the level of respect, right? Just regardless of how his family approached him, he still upheld that respect towards his family. And we see that later on that that was honored by God. Um, So a few verses I do want us to go uh, to read. If somebody can read 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 17. And then I also have Romans 12, Romans chapter 12, verse 10. I'll read Romans chapter 12, verse 10. Thanks, Spencer. Um, let me first get somebody to read 1 Peter chapter 2, verse Nobody want to read that for me? I can read it. I'll read it. Uh, chapter 2, verse 17. Um, Patricia? Yes. <laughs> okay, I'll read it. Oh, thanks. Um, first Peter, chapter 2, verse 17. Um, Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Thank you. Um, And this is where I notice, if you read the NIV version, the first line says, uh, I think it says, like, show proper respect to everyone. Um, And then when you get to the honor the king, it still says honor there. Um, But yeah. Just looking at this, we see here that uh, it clearly tells us to have respect and honor for other people, right? So everybody, believers, even government officials, and especially we have to fear God, right? 
Um, all right, Spencer, can you go ahead and read that Romans 12, 10? Romans 12, verse 10. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Can you read that for me one more time? Well, this is an um, NLT version, so. Uh, okay. Um, Love each other. Go ahead. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight take delight in honoring each other. Okay, thank you. And I'll read my version real quick because I, I really liked how it says this toward the end. But it says, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor. You know, I, I feel like, especially in this culture and this time, you always hear like, essentially people justifying not giving respect to other people because they themselves feel disrespected. That's not what scripture says. <laughs> okay. And we need to keep that in mind that there's a constant theme of us rising above the occasion because we are supposed to reflect Christ. And that is how Christ presented himself. Right. Okay. And then the very last scripture that I also wanted to address is James chapter two. It's James chapter two, but I'm kind of like chopping it up a little bit. I'm going to read verse one and then I'm going to jump to eight and nine. So James chapter two, verse one, it says, my brothers show no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. Okay. Then verse eight and nine, if you really fulfill the royal law, according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself you wait hold on you are doing well but if you show partiality you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors um i'm just gonna read that again okay i'm gonna read eight and nine again if you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture you shall love your neighbors as yourself you are doing well but if you show partiality, you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. Um, and even in between, right, the one and the eight and the nine, I encourage you guys to please read that. I think a lot of times we, especially as believers, we kind of get into this judgy, judgy kind of mentality and we see here, like it literally talks about somebody who walks in that looks poor versus somebody who walks in who looks rich and treating them differently is sin. Straight up, like there's no, you know, gray area, if ands, or buts, it's sin in God's eyes. Um, yeah, I just think that's an awesome reminder for all of us. So with all of this that we discussed today, we're going to wrap up um, now, but I just really want everybody to take away, right, what we discussed here and how God views respect and how it's commanded of us to respect everyone and ourselves, our lives, right, everyone. It doesn't matter if you agree or don't agree. You can still respect somebody. You don't have to agree 
with what they say or their opinions, but you still have to show a level of respect because in that people can then see, oh, there's something different about them, you know, and there's a scripture in here. I don't have it written down, but, you know, based upon how we carry ourselves, people are able to identify Christ in us. And so if we follow the crowd and do what people are doing on social media, on the news, there are certain news stations I literally hate watching because they do nothing but bash people and be just completely disrespectful. There's no need. (laughs) There's no need. Um, So I just challenge everyone in your own personal prayer time, in your time alone, when you're reflecting, think about how you um, are speaking with your parents, how you um, are speaking with your teachers. I literally had someone like sent me a text not too long ago because you know it's y'all were kind of going through finals and stuff and you guys may still be going through it um but this person was like you know i've worked so hard in these classes and um they're not giving me the grades that i deserve they're racist (laughs) but i mean like what (laughs) But this is a culture that I'm seeing. It's so easy to label people nowadays. Oh, this, you know, you're that, you're this, you're that. What happened to respect? We are all creatures created by God. We are to respect one another. So reflect in your own hearts, reflect on how you function, reflect on how you speak to people. And remember that as believers, it is commanded of us to still respect people to honor people, especially those in leadership. Um, that's very, very important. But yeah, just let's all do our best to keep that in mind and practice that. You know, if you know there are areas in your heart where you struggle giving respect when you don't feel like you've been given respect, pray about it. Work on it because it's what the word says. It's what we're supposed to do. Are there any questions or comments? That's pretty much it. One thing that uh, caught my eye about Justice Dreams is that in both of them, he was kind of seen as like the center of attention somewhat. Because like in uh, verse 7 of chapter 37, he was saying, and made obeisance to my sheep. Like they were all looking at him in his direction. And then it seemed like they was all offended that he was like the leader or the main person that was getting the love. Thanks for sharing that, Stephen. Yeah, that's true. And I really think that it was, it's particularly that that triggered everybody, you know, like what makes you think you're better than us, you know? But then that really reflects in their hearts too. Like, where's your heart for real? So what if, you know, the youngest excels above everybody else? So what? Where's your heart, you know? So thank you for sharing. Any other last minute questions or comments? Going once, going twice. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and close this out. Father, I just thank you so much. I can't thank you enough for all it is that you do. I thank you for um, us and learning and talking about respect. Um, 
I just pray, Lord God, that as believers, as Christians, we will continue to respect others, even when it's hard. Father, help us to remember that as we are walking from day to day, we are to reflect you. We are to reflect your kingdom. Um, we want people to look at us and see you, but we cannot do that if we are following along with the crowd and just, um, you know, tolerating levels of disrespect that seems so common in today's society. Father, I pray for a greater conviction in our hearts. I pray that you help us to remember who it is that we stand for, who we are and whose we are. Help us to stand above, to rise above the filth and the things, Lord God, that are not of you. Sometimes it's going to be difficult. Sometimes it'll be awkward because we may just be the only one standing. The black sheep of the group. But Lord, ultimately, if that is to, if that is to give you glory, may it be so. And I pray that all of our hearts will be in that place. Help us, Lord God, to stand up for what is right. And just help us to be better representatives of you and your kingdom. Father, we love you and we thank you so much for this word that you've provided to us, you've given us to use as a reference, to hear your voice, to learn more about you. And I pray, God, that we will continue to hunger and thirst after your word, that we will seek out your word, seek out understanding. Continue to groom us and mature us in, in, in the ways of you. Father, we honor you and we thank you. I pray that you will expose those areas that still need some work, whether it's, you know, us respecting our parents, because sometimes we know that can be difficult, whether that's giving respect to um, somebody who disrespected us, even respecting our own selves and our bodies, just human life in general regardless of where somebody may be or what they look like, their skin color. Help us to not have favoritism or partiality because we see in the word that it's sin. I pray, God, that all the areas in our hearts that still need to be pruned may be pruned for you and your glory so that, God, we will have a more... Uh, a heart that is more and more filled of you and the things of you so that it reflects your light and your love to others. We thank you. We thank you. Have your way. I pray that you keep us as we depart. You keep us, keep our families, watch over us, continue to help those who are still finishing up school. Um, and just prepare us for the next season. Thank you so much, God, for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.